welcome to Habits and Hope. This is a podcast where we take our hopes, dreams, and goals and put them together with God's plan for us in order to become more fulfilled, more joyful, and live a more purposeful life. If you're new here, we are more than happy for you to listen to what we have for you today. It is sort of a step-by-step process, so I really encourage you to go back just one episode and listen to the previous one, but you're more than welcome to listen today and then make a decision for yourself if you want to. If you're returning, awesome. So glad that you're back. I hope that you had a moment this last week to implement what we talked about. If you haven't yet, I would really focus on starting there because if you don't get that piece first, and I know it's a simplified version that could frustrate you when you're ready to get make changes. Sometimes when we're ready to make changes, we want to do everything at once, but then we wonder why we didn't fully succeed. We beat ourselves up. It becomes a cyclical behavior and we're just not going to fulfill ourselves that way. This is the satisfaction that you get from achieving one thing at a time and becoming a different person and doing it differently. So if you're not doing it yet, I really encourage you to get that first few minutes in, even if it's just a few minutes. <laughs> Longer is great, but spending that time with God and we're kind of aligning your thoughts, aligning your mind, and starting your day off right is going to truly make the biggest impact of any of these things. So hopefully you're there and you're starting to feel good because you're at least like, yes, I am making that commitment. I'm doing that every day. So today we're going to talk about your worth and your why and the next step in the process. But first we're going to talk about kind of getting out of your own head and getting out of your way. A little peek into the process. So I kind of work through how I think we can move through this together. What I think might work best. I I do research. I put down verses. I put all this together and I'm like, okay, you know, I knew what the first one was. I was really confident. And I started putting all this together in a spiral notebook so I could kind of have a plan. And it's funny because I had one thing intended for the next step and I really felt like God said, no, this is not the next step. This is the next step. So if you're wondering, like, is this even going to lead anywhere? I, Hey, you know, I do 100% believe that this is a God-driven path. And so you're right along there with me. We're sharing the path together. So everything that everything in the last week or so has pointed this direction. And so um, focusing on, you know, your worth, your why, and then just, like I say, the first step is stop being your own stumbling block. And the funny thing is, some of the things we're talking about was, was related to worth and so forth in this small group that I'm part of. And just so you know, even me and part of that small group has come from like this process because in the past it wasn't really something I probably would have done. And it's been a great thing, but it was part of that push of, I need to make changes. I need to put my focuses in a different place. The funny thing is this story was not on my mind at all. There's something very special about this story that I will share later down the road. So maybe lock that one away, but 
my my husband had full custody of him when he was born he seemed very developmentally delayed you, you could look at him and never tell but he definitely was i guess they, they kind of went back and forth but they figured he was on the autism scale and just kind of had some aftermath effects of the medications pharmaceutical but medications that his biological mother was on it seemed to have some detrimental effects maybe some other things happen along the way but he was very slow to walk. He was very slow to talk. He had a lot of social anxiety. Processing his world was very difficult for him. He just was always overwhelmed and over easily frustrated. And he just kind of struggled to process the world around him. But one thing he was very, very connected to was music at an early age. And he wanted instruments all the time. He asked for an instrument for every like birthday, Christmas. And I'm talking like, he wanted a piano. He wanted drums. He wanted a guitar. He wanted an accordion. No kidding. He wanted a violin. Um, we lived in a pr pretty rural area, but we did buy him a little drum set when he was just two years old. My brother-in-law is a drummer, but he didn't live that close to us. However, when he did come, he, he like kind of sat and messed around with the drums and teaching our stepson a little bit on the drums but he was quickly amazed and impressed at how quickly he picked up the cadences the rhythms the beats just the general movements he says way beyond what a two-year-old should be able to do we knew there was something there but the difficulty was one in the early beginning i had two very young kids uh two a baby and a toddler way too close in age uh to make it feasible and a husband who worked away for 50% of the year on an oil rig. So as he got older, about eight years old, we bought him a real drum set and I tried to find lessons and exhausted every avenue. I would think that I finally found someone, I mean, I called all the music stores and they would say, oh, this person does drum lessons. I would call them and they would say, I just moved. I just quit uh, doing drum lessons. I got a new job. I'm too busy for that. It was unreal, but I could not find him drum lessons. A couple years later or a few years later, we decided that we needed to move from Louisiana. Um, God was leading us to Tennessee. So that is where we moved. We ended up pretty quickly landing at this one church where we felt at, the, at least at the time we were supposed to be. And the preacher was, they were lacking a drummer. They had nobody to drum. They had kind of contemporary upbeat music and really needed a drummer. So the pastor apparently was like YouTubing how to drum and then doing it from memory exactly like that. He would take a break from drumming, run out, say a prayer, blah, 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 go back, get back in the drum booth, finish that, come back out, preach. I mean, he was out of breath and it was exhausting to watch. And my husband and I both were like, hey, I know this is crazy, but we do know we have a kid with some natural talent. Like, what if we could actually get him lessons and get him up to speed? And he could be a relief to the, to the church. So we mentioned it to the pastor just to kind of see what he thought, because we knew he was kind of young. He was only about 13 at the time. And you could tell he was extremely skeptical, but we're like, we just knew. We knew in our hearts that that was what we were supposed to do and boy was it confirmed when a week later i was at this like kind of kid carnival festival thing and there was all these booths 
and somebody just stuck a card in my hand. I look down and it is a music store and it says something about music lessons. And I turn around, like, I don't even know, like this card just, I'm serious. Like it was like, it appeared in my hand, I turn around. And I see this guy who's like, got the cards. And I said, you guys don't do drum lessons, do you? And he said, yeah, we, we sure do. We've got a guy who drums. He's a drummer, professional drummer, and he does lessons. I was like, awesome. So the very next week he was in drum lessons. They have this book that they move through the lessons to ensure they get and master all the concepts involved in drumming. And so my stepson was flying through the book. Apparently the drum teacher came out and was like, I've never had anyone that moved through things like this. Like, has he, are you sure he hasn't had, you know, lessons? I just kind of told him a little bit about his history and he's like, okay, but still he's moving really fast through it. And about a month later, he said, okay, and this is my stepson, 13, saying, okay, I'm ready, I think, to start playing with the band. I tell him that. I know that they're super skeptical, but I'm like, I told, I'm like, i telling you, his drum teacher says he's flying through it. He went to one practice and they showed him how to do, here, here's how you do one song. And so, again, he's learning from the pastor. Well, the pastor's name is Marty. He's learning from Marty and how Marty learned how to do it on YouTube. He, he did okay. But then they gave him like, here, how about this? Here's a whole set list. You know, you can go home and work on that. And then about two weeks later, he says, stepson says, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to play with a band. And <laughs> I think again, everyone's like, uh, okay. He goes in, he's never played with a band. He's never played with any other members. He's never played in front of an audience. He goes right in and he just starts playing and they're like, oh man, he's really good. And the funny thing is he used to struggle with one song and one song only. And he, he did confess it to me one day. He's like, I just, I just really struggle with this one song. I asked him, you know, what song is it? I said, I, I suspected which one it was. And it sure enough was that very first one that they taught him because they taught him how to do it marty's way i said well maybe you need to quit doing it marty's way and do it your way because you're doing fine in all the other songs and it was crazy to watch this process and everyone was amazed because he would go and listen to a song he wouldn't even get the whole way through it which absolutely just mystified me and drove me crazy all at the same time and he'd say okay i'm good i got it and i'm like what do you you haven't even listened to the whole song and he's like i got it i don't i don't need to but like, what if there's something you don't know? He's like, I got it. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sometimes he did need to practice just so that he like, so he would get a little excited sometimes to speed up a little bit, but all in all, everybody agreed. They were absolutely astounded at how well he just played with the rest of the band, how well he picked out the beats. He just was completely natural. In fact, the, um, one of the members of the band can play multiple instruments. He was apparently the band director for one of the local high schools or band teacher or whatever. And he came to me. In fact, he even has a student, I guess, that went on to play for the tonight show. I, I, I would say he's pretty good at teaching <laughs> and, um, and he did private lessons as well. I don't think he taught drums, but he still said that our stepson was basically of savant level. He had never, ever seen a prodigy like him. It was amazing. And truly it was like a miracle in front of our eyes to see something like that, you know, come to fruition. And the thing was, was it was like the very things that made the rest of his 
life and, and tasks and so forth difficult was what made him excel so well in the drumming. The way he processed the rest of the world seemed to make it easier for him to process drumming. While he struggled in one area, this is what helped. But the most important part of this story was what dawned on me as we were talking in this small group this week that I would ask him, you know, like, are you nervous? Like, are you nervous about playing with the band? Are you nervous about playing in front of people? And he's like, no, why would I be? Well, the funny thing is, is like some of his issues, like, and having social anxiety, it was a little bit of a kind of a narcissistic. He had a little bit of trouble with like empathy and, 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 and ruining people and so forth. But for some reason, those things gave him the power to not get in his own head. And he was not concerned about that ever. And <laughs> the rest of us would have been beside ourselves or talked ourselves out of it and, and been a stumble, our own stumbling block. But he wasn't. And because of that, I think that was a big component of his success and how well he did and how he was able to go and serve God and serve the church and fulfill a purpose and feel good and feel you know joy and fulfillment because he never got in his own head. He never got in his own way. He never talked himself out of it. He never um, had a sense of, I might fail at this or what if I mess up? It, it never and it dawned on me like what if the rest of us got out of our head and quit convincing ourselves that we might fail or that we're not going to be that good enough or that maybe we don't have what it takes to do a podcast and we got out of the way and just let god shine his light through us instead of basically eclipsing out that light and uh, you know another example this is a really quick one <laughs> i know it's kind of long but um, something that hit me when I was raising young, young children was one day my daughter was trying to tie her shoes and we did have a little bit of time. So I've tried to let go and, uh, be patient and I'm standing there and she's like, you know, really struggling. She's really young. She's, I don't even know if she's two years old. And I was like, would you like me to help you? And she's like, no, no, me do it. Me do it. Okay. And I wait and I wait, you know, she keeps saying, me do it, me do it. It hit me like a lightning bolt that, oh man, that's how I can be with God sometimes that I'm like, no, I'll do it. I got it. I'll let you know I need your help a little bit. And then when we finally let go and let him take control, he steps in and it's like, I got you. And it's so much easier than if we just like let go in the beginning, but we made it more difficult. And so the path was harder. And so anyhow, so some of the verses about this, you know, Ephesians 2, the whole Ephesians 2 is great read. And it talks about like how, you know, being humility and not serving your own interests, but also, you know, like looking to Jesus because he was obedient, obedient, even through death on a cross. And then that enabled, enabled God to truly exalt him. Not that we need to be exalted, but you get it. And that he, you know, we work out our fear so that God fulfills his purpose. And then we shine among them like stars in the sky. And I think that's a beautiful picture. So there, there's a process, but we have to like start to grasp our worth before we really grasp anything else because if you don't realize that you are the beautiful person that you are now, it's harder to become who you are meant to be. 
Um, Psalms 139, 13 through 16, you know, talking about knitting me together in my mother's womb. If you've ever knit anything, I have. Um, that's no joke. <laughs> that's difficult. And you just think about the time and the care to quote unquote knit you together in your mother's womb. And then like Romans 5, 8 and Titus 3, 4 through 7 talks about how, you know, he showed his love for us because while we were still sinners, while we were still messing up, before we were perfect, if not because of anything that we did, that's when he chose to sacrifice his life for us. And so it wasn't because we were already perfect and we were never going to be, but we can accept who we are and move forward and strive towards what makes us feel fulfilled and feel like we're fulfilling his purpose. And hopefully we are something very near and dear to my heart that you'll probably hear so many times, but Jeremiah 29 11 has a huge story in my life. You know, it's his plans, his plans in our life plans are to prosper us, not to harm us, to give us hope and a future. And that is something really to cling on to that, you know, but again, we kind of have to let go of our plans. <laughs> so that we could get there and trust the process. But also a couple others, Luke 12, six or seven talks about the hairs on our head are numbered. I have absolutely just adored my little babies when they were little. And while I knew where like little fuzzy patches were on their ears and I knew like a birthmark or little things like that, um, because that's <laughs> what us mothers do when we have nothing to do with hold a baby, I guess. But yet never have I sat there and counted every hair on their head. So that just shows you how great is my love as a mother. His is even that much greater. Ephesians 2 through 10 talks about like the word, the masterpiece and that we were created new so that we can plan what he, we can do what he planned for us long ago. But some of that comes with acceptance of going, I am a masterpiece. I was beautifully knitted together to be who I am now, but also to fulfill the plans that he has for me and that they are to prosper me and not harm me and to give me hope and a future. So really work through your worth there. If you sit there and just Google verses on our worth to God or something along those lines to read through, and you can add that to your first thing in the morning to remind yourself of your worth because you have to have a starting point. I hope that you did the whole like, writing down your list of the things you want to change, put in your Bible and you've been praying over it. If you haven't start now, but I want you to start pulling out that list and start thinking about why, but we've got to give it to him. We've got to pray our way through Like, why do I want to change and really focus on God? Is this something you want me to do? God, is this something you want me to change? And, and if it is, can you help me do it? I read, <laughs> I cheat read millionaire success habits. Um, I recently started headway app and it's pretty cool, but, um, you kind of get very condensed versions of all kinds of different books and areas like you want to, but so let's just say you said, I want to be more organized. Why? I don't want to lose stuff. Why do I want to be more organized? I would feel less stressed. Why do I want to be more organized? I think I would be more productive. I don't know. You, you see what I'm saying? You work your way through it seven times and that may seem really redundant, 
but I say it's worth a shot, right? So that you really grasp your why and it becomes concrete. And we're going to work with that next week. So that's the one, I'm sorry, but this is kind of homework, but... In case you didn't pick up on it when I initially said it, I just wanted to point out that, so the book that I read was secular and just talks about how amazing doing it seven times is, but also we hopefully, you know, and probably know that seven in the Bible is completion. And so it weirdly even though it was not Christian based has the backing of the Bible to say that this is likely to be very effective. Seven means completion. And weirdly things keep coming across my path in this process that relates back to seven over and over again. That's one thing to work on. If you don't have your list of the things you want to change, do that. If you haven't prayed over that, do that. Then work through your why and ask seven times your why. So what are your whys for those items? And maybe take it one at a time. Don't overload yourself. That's the whole point of this, that we are not trying to do oh, everything at one time. We don't. Radical change usually isn't lasting. So if you, you know, wake up tomorrow morning and you go run and you eat nothing but salads and you throw everything out as mental, mentalist or whatever, all these things, you know, very radical changes, very likely just for many different reasons, psychologically and so forth, you're going to end up right back where you were rather than the slow process. And it, it's a fight within me just to not be so slow too. So don't worry, I'm here with you. But I also am seeing it work. When you fail, you don't beat yourself up. You remind yourself of your worth and you remind yourself of your why and you move on in the story. Okay, so trying to keep this somewhat condensed. So the next biggest step that we're going to do, this is like we're, okay, we're getting some momentum here. Things are starting to change. You're gonna take those items. You can take just one item if you want. It really doesn't matter. It depends on how many things you wanna change. And if you're like, I just need to see some progress in all these areas, we'll go for it, that's fine. But the point is, we're, we're like eliminating the overwhelm, the dive completely in, change everything radically, and then wind up not making lasting changes, if that makes sense. So you're going to break down these areas that you want to change. And you're going to think about minute movements that would make some step towards that goal. I'll give you an example here. So hold on. But what these are is particularly anytime you're waiting. So let's just say I'm waiting for the coffee to be made. I am waiting for water to boil while I'm cooking. I am maybe catching myself mindlessly scrolling. Some things are a little harder to not to do when you're not at home, but there's usually still ways to do it. So maybe if you're waiting in line, whether you're like at a carpool pickup or you're waiting in the grocery store line, these are great ways to become more patient is distraction. Anyhow, right? Something that really I kept telling myself, I still keep telling myself, but particularly in the beginning, it was where your time is, your treasure is. So if I really want to make these changes, I have to put the time there. If I really want to make things better, 
have to put the time there. And let's just say if social media or watching little videos or whatever, are those things going to get me closer to achieving my goals? Not likely. <laughs> don't, don't laugh when I tell you that we have added some social media, but <laughs> hopefully maybe those things will help you. It's just to be an encourager because I wanted a place where you could go for that daily reminder as much as possible. And that one's going to be a work in progress, but where your time is, is your treasure. And sometimes I would kind of hear that in the back of my head and pause of like, what am I doing? Am I doing anything to benefit myself or the people in my life? These things are what gets you one baby step closer to who you want to be, right? So some examples, let's say my goal is to be healthier. Well, things I can do in one minute, I can go get a big bottle of water, like in a thermal cup, fill it up with good water and have something I can drink off of, right? I can take a vitamin. I've always found that I eat healthier, I crave less, I feel better, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if I take vitamins, it could be that you one minute stretch. It could be that you floss and brush your teeth. Um, that might be a little push for a minute, but <laughs> either or maybe. So those are examples for healthier. So let's just say, okay, what about I want to save more money and spend less money? Well, you can start by unsubscribing to those texts and emails that encourage you to buy things because when you're inundated with things like that and you feel like you already have a spending habit issue, you do not need to be confronted with that kind of information all the time. So take a minute and unsubscribe to some things. You can write down what you spent today. I used to take, teach a lot of, or have taught many classes on finances, personal finances and so forth. And number one thing to make changes is to know what you're spending. So you could just write down what you spent today. If that's a really long list, at least start looking at your bank account. Because when you start to recognize the spending habits and where things are going, it starts an awakening process, right? Okay. If I want to get more organized, it might be, I make my bed, I sort my mail. I pick up five things. I throw away five things, any of those things, whatever you can do in a minute. If, hopefully you're starting to get this. If you want to be a writer, write. I don't know how fast you write. It could be one sentence. It could be one page. It could be one paragraph. You want to be a reader, read one page, whatever you can read in a minute and then let it go. You want to be a podcaster? Come on, <laughs> record something for one minute or just like look into it. But what, these are one minute steps, baby, tiny, tiny baby steps. But you think in each area, what is one thing I could do in one minute, but don't wait until the minute comes. It's better to kind of have your list ready to go beforehand. And so I suggest taking some of your areas that you want to work on, brainstorm as many minute movements as you possibly can and reach out if you're like, Okay, I've got this area and I don't know how to break it down into one minute. Man, I will help you get there. So I will tell you how to reach out in a minute. But um, the main thing is you don't get bogged down for now. If you start organizing and you're like, I'm going to pick up five things. And then you're like, you just like end up deep diving and tearing apart your closet or something along those lines. I mean, 
if you really have the time, it's possible. It's okay. But I want to say this. I think it's going to deter you next time. Last time I started one minute movement, it cost me two hours. I can't do that. That's See, that's going to demotivate you. So I say try really hard to keep it about a minute or less. And then the goal is five, five every day. So that's a total of five minutes. It's five minute changes in the long run. But you're five minutes closer, probably a lot more substantially so than you think, of being who you want to be. And the times are going to change. The times are going to increase. So don't think like, I am never going to get there in five minutes a day. We're not going to defeat ourselves. We're not going to beat ourselves up. We are going to feel good that we completed these five things. And and it, it does become a little bit of like an addiction almost. Like you're like... Oh, what else can I get done? What else can I get done? And it feels really good. But I recommend taking that list of things that you want to do and maybe even create a few, um, a few checklists or however there's, there's apps for that. There's your reminders, um, app. You can create a paper checklist, a whiteboard, use your planner. I mean, there's a million tools you can pick, but make it easy, make it accessible Think about the things like maybe you want one thing when you're in your kitchen. So you have like a whiteboard in your kitchen, but you want one thing when you're out and about. So you put something on your phone and you only put the things on your phone that you can do while you're away from your home. Just some examples. That is our goals for today. I hope that you are finding your reasons. I hope that you're finding your worth. I hope that you are finding your, I hope you're finding satisfaction in that you're getting these things done in very small increments, but don't worry about how small they are. Just worry about the fact that you showed up. You can buy, again, you can buy all the tools. You can buy all the books. You can buy everything you need, but if you don't show up and put in the time, you, it won't make any difference. I hope you have a really blessed week. You come back next week, listen again, and hopefully it benefits you in some way. If it does, share it. Okay, so here's the rundown. It's a really big work in progress because, again, this is just a exercise in faith and obedience for myself. So I'm getting there, but website is habitsandhope.wordpress.com. Email is habitsandhope at gmail.com. And I don't know how we managed to be so lucky, but Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook are all at habitsandhope. So you can easily find us. I I wanted to do a Facebook group. Maybe I still will. So like reach out, give me some feedback. But I put the page on there and I'm going to try and make it. So like this is kind of like your weekly motivation and I will try and give you some daily motivation and that is my way of doing so. So hopefully you will find that information on there helpful, but share and, and, and I want to hear from you and I want to help you or you can motivate me because that's half my reason for doing this too. And the other half is to hopefully Well, truly, it's just being obedient and doing what God told me to do. So have a blessed week and see you next time. Mm